Phantom House. It's the place for podcasts. Welcome to the living room. Please make yourself at home. Hey, it's Hannah, and I'm doing the intro this week because Karina didn't do her job. But first, we have the ad. The Living Room is supported by Lauren Records, the little SoCal record label that could. Lauren Records has released so many of our favorite bands, from Walter Etc. to Lear, Joyce Manor, Summer Vacation, Shinobu, and even the best fest to come out of an American Legion Hall in Highland Park. Guys, we love Lauren Records. Uh, Aaron has supported our scene in a way that is immeasurable, and we would love to give him a little love back. So go online at lauren-records.com and buy something like the new Katie Ellen album. Say that three times fast. Uh, the Viola gesture, if they still have it, question mark, or even the little Lauren Records enamel pin, which is really cute, and it looks like a donut. Um, go to lauren-records.com, enter offer code livingroom for 10% off your first purchase. Again, that is offer code livingroom, all one word, and you'll get 10% off. Um, this week, we spoke with the absolutely delightful band Cali Kazoo. We talked about making sad, happy songs, uh, compartmentalizing your weird art, and coffee-slash-pizza shops in Stanton. This episode was a delight to record, even on a blisteringly hot day, um put Karina in a good mood, I guess, is what she said. Um, <laughs> I, hope, I hope it makes you feel good, too. Before we jump in here, I would really, really appreciate it if y'all would rate and review us on iTunes. Um, I know we've never asked for that before, but it would be super helpful to us. Um, help us overtake the other Living Room podcasts, please, please. Um, right now, we only have one review um thank you so much sean you're a dear but yeah if you could possibly convince the whole world to like rate and review us on itunes that would be so great thank you so much uh cool anyway here we go uh cali kazoo is such a wonderful band buy their music support their kickstarter uh you can find their music online at calikazoo.com lean in dudes Test, Yo, test, boy, test, checking it test, out. Check one, talking, two. Talking in the mic. Yeah, talking in yeah. the mic. Hey, 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 Should we do it hey, one at a time? I'll be no, one. It's fine. We can do it all at once. What? What? Doesn't really matter. I think. He's never brought it up before. Check, 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 test. All right, so deathless? Yeah. Should we announce it? I guess no. Whatever you're comfortable with. Yeah. Yo, what up? We Cali Kazoo, and this no! is the song Deathless. No, 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 no. I just want to, like, we just come on. Morning right. radio. Okay, <laughs> yeah. here we go. Uh, Where I could find you 
relation to other things But other things in relation to me That song reminded me a lot of this anime opening from Bleach. Sweet. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. That's all all our songs are anime intros. That's what we should all aspire to, (laughs) to be honest. Yeah, that was great. Um, Can can we start by having you all introduce yourselves and what you play and the band? I guess I should go first. My name is Callie. (laughs) Callie Fontecchio, and I'm a... the guitarist and lead singer of Cali Kazoo. Uh, my name's Anthony. Uh, I play bass in this band, Cali Kazoo. My name is Max Winston. I play drums in this band, Cali Kazoo. Yeah, yeah, Max. Anthony doesn't have a last name. I don't. I was born without a last name. It's weird. <laughs> a mystery. Yep. Mystery man. Yeah. <laughs> this baby has no last name. <laughs> My parents just didn't give me one, you know? Makes sense. Well, yeah. Checks out. Yep. So, uh, how did you all end up in this project together? Like, how did you meet and start doing this thing? So, it started with me because I was a solo act. But uh, I actually, I used to be in bands like a long time ago and then I kind of like gave up and then I met this band called The Manx and uh, Mike Chillian and Tommy Meehan of The Manx were like, oh man, your music's cool, you should do an album, we'll help you. So I did it and Tommy Meehan (laughs) produced it and Mike Chillian played on it and it was great and it was super fun and uh, if you don't know them, they're really cool folk metal band i guess not even folk they're just like a metal band that play with folk instruments (laughs) but uh so then like we they were going on their first tour and i opened for them and i used to just play acoustic guitar and uh i work in animation and so does mike chillian from the manx and uh his boss at the time who's uh pete browngard who created uncle grandpa he was good friends with max winston who said, hey, you should check out this cool metal band. You'll really like them. So he came to see us play, and I opened, so he saw me play as well. But basically, like right after seeing the Manx, he joined the Manx. And then right after I found out he joined the Manx, 
I was like, do you want to join my band? <laughs> and I joined both of them almost at the same time, and I'm still in both of those bands four years later. Whoa! <laughs> Everyone needs a drummer. Yeah, yeah it's, that's what I say. <laughs> and then, like, once I had a drummer, it kind of was like, well, I guess at this point we're going to have a bassist. Because, yeah, it was like we were playing songs kind of made for a full band but just with a guitarist and drummer so i was really feeling like huh if we're gonna keep doing this we need to have bass in here to fill it out yeah no it was basically (laughs) a slow transition into a band (laughs) uh but then like uh we found anthony on our doorstep one day in like a swaddle or whatever yeah the stork left yeah the stork left me and and i was with a bass and then i (laughs) Just I'm in the band now. Like, and, well, he's and a cute name tag enough. that said Anthony on it. Yeah, it said Anthony. Yeah. You know what's weird about that? Like, I remember, like, I I had just like started hanging out with Anthony, and I put out like online, like looking for a bassist. And then one day, Anthony was just looking at me, and he's like, "You know, I'm a bassist, right?" And I'm like, "Well, you're you're already in a band." And you're like, "Eh." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. But I wanted to play in two bands, like Max. Yeah. yeah. No. <laughs> and then I joined, and now we've been a band. We've been playing together, the three of us, for two years now. Three years. Three years. Jeez. Wait, Louise. no. Wait, two years? Oh, two and a half or so. Two and a half. Okay. Yeah, something like that. We're almost three. That's, three years. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, what were those songs like when you didn't have a basis? Were they like these type of songs that you're making now, or were they? What was that period of time like? Well, so like, yeah, no, I I definitely started changing the way I wrote songs for the band uh, once there was a band. Like the next song we're playing, I, I do solo and that probably sounds like fine solo. I would never do that last song solo. <laughs> so yeah, I have like songs that are, are more catered to uh, by myself and then songs that are more catered to the band. Um, but yeah, no, like it's, it's fun because I basically get to write songs for a band now and I didn't do that for a long time and I, I missed it. (laughs) What was the band you were in before this then? Oh, I, I mean, I was just like in dumb high school bands and stuff. Oh, those are great though. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) No, I, and I had one band that like, I was really excited about that never actually played, but we, I used to be like a smell kid, which those of you in the LA area, if you know the smell in downtown LA, that's where I used to like uh, go all the time, and I ended up working the door there, and so I'd just meet like a million different bands. Like I first met like Deerhoof there, and um, like uh, Mika Mika, which they turned into Bleached and stuff. Uh, yeah, no. So like I had a band with a guy that worked at the Smell as well. He like he so I worked the door, and he would like make vegan food. <laughs> but uh, we had a band, and we were really good friends with the owner Jim Smith. So he let us have keys to go and practice in there. And then we practice for like, like all summer or four months or something. And then my drummer disappeared. And that was that. <laughs> and that was it. And then I got really discouraged. I was like, "Fuck this!" Uh, and then and then I and then I started a country band with a girl. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> so I just went in a different direction. But it was like all country covers. But you just yeah. wanted to play. Yeah, I just wanted to play something. But yeah, I got I got discouraged. Is that the tea kettle or the amp making that noise? The amp, the <laughs> amp is also a tea kettle. Yeah. <laughs> it was gone. My my amp is a hand me down that I got from this guy, and he watched it get built in San Diego. It's a carvin, 
And then I had my friend Paul Frank recover it in beautiful seafoam sparkly glitter vinyl, which you can only just imagine with your mind. <laughs> it looks great, everyone. Thank <laughs> you. It matches the guitar pedal board as well. Callie's all which, seafoam. Yeah, yeah, which matches the guitar, yeah. which matches the guitar strap, which matches the hair. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> which so, matches this wall, too. Yeah, which it is, does. Yeah. It's a look. Yeah. It's very seafoam in here today. <laughs> but I was going to ask about... Um, because I was listening, because you said, you, I was surprised actually when you said you were uh, a solo project for a while. Oh, yeah. Because uh, I heard that that first album that's on your band camp. Oh, okay. And when you say it, I'm like, oh, yeah, it makes sense that those were <laughs> by yourself. But they have the same sort of, I want to say, like, soul as the rest of these songs do. Oh, like, they sound, <laughs> they're not as full, but they have, like, yeah. that, like, full pop quality to them if that makes any sense it doesn't Yay. they don't sound like they don't sound like acoustic songs they sound right. like pop songs i definitely i get that a lot because like the way i play acoustically is very intense which is why i think my songs lend themselves to being in a band i would think <laughs> i don't know but yeah no like uh uh i i definitely was heavily influenced growing up like by nutrimoco tell and um talking heads and stuff so that's like what i try to at least in my mind that's what i'm trying to channel i don't know if that's how it comes across to other people talking heads definitely comes across oh cool for sure <laughs> yeah no definitely the second album so the second album is what i i made with max and it was right when i met anthony so he wasn't a part of it nope but uh, <laughs> uh yeah he joined the band like a few months after that i think after we cut the second album which we we produced with max's childhood friend chris Votek. Yeah, he's a cool guy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's like a concert celloist, tours the world. He is. He's a great cellist and composer and recording engineer. Uh, he has a recording studio in Echo Park yeah, Echo that Park he records Manor. bands at and stuff. So yeah. yeah, look up Echo Park Manor, Chris Votek, <laughs> and if you're looking to get recorded, he's very knowledgeable. He's <laughs> got, a, got a little hat right here. Yeah, no, yeah like, I just uh, say you gotta help out the friends or whatever. Yeah. yeah, he's great. He played bass on like most of the songs on the second mm. album. I think Max played bass on one and then Mike Chillian played bass on one. Uh, and then that, yeah, the first album is all just like Tommy Meehan playing every instrument besides me. He plays like the banjo on it, the mandolin. Mm -hmm. uh, I think he even plays the synth on there. <laughs> Everything. <laughs> just a renaissance man. Uh, yeah, no, and this new album, we're really excited that we're going to be launching a Kickstarter for in like, like, I don't know when exactly this is coming up, but probably like it already is out or it's about to be out. <laughs> by the time you're listening to this by you the mean? time you're listening to this mid-october uh yeah no and uh we're gonna be working with this really cool producer toshi i don't know what his last name is. toshi kasai ne thank you and master he, he like so he produced the last two manx albums and and also he's like known for like melvin's i think he also did like dave matthews band and stuff tons of tons of bands yeah <laughs> so many like bands i'm like yeah, no, I, I gotta get that Dave guy. Matthews flavor. Yeah, no, I mean, like, there's a, there's a big gap between Dave Matthews and the Absolutely. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, no. It's part of it all. We're just trying to capture whatever kind of energy and push it forward into a weird area. I don't know. Well, now this album's gonna be more about, like, the band setup. It's like, we're, yeah. we were three-piece now. We haven't made an album like that yet. That's true. So, we have not. Yeah. And I think... I think all the songs we're playing today are gonna be on it. Mm -hmm. oh, that's cool. What? Yeah. How? How convenient! First, <laughs> first time a lot of these songs are gonna be heard. 
World premiere. Oh. <laughs> we got to play that uh, MTV stamp, right? World premiere video. <laughs> I don't know. Callie, if you've been uh, playing since high school, how about you two? Were you guys playing as, as kids also? Uh, oh, definitely. I mean, I've been to music since, you know, I was 12 years old or whatever. Like, I was in band, like high school or like, you know, middle school band. I had like a saxophone and then I sold it. So I could get a guitar. <laughs> should have kept the saxophone. Yeah, I should have actually. Yeah, and then I got into ska music and was like, "Well, oh, you oh, should have kept the saxophone." Yeah, the same thing happened to me with trumpet. Like I played the trumpet in school band in elementary and sort of middle school. Then I was like, "This is stupid." And then high school, I got really into ska, and I was like, "Man, yeah, yeah. <laughs> could you be nobody, cooler yeah. than I already." They should am. teach children about ska music at an early age. <laughs> yeah, so. we'll be locked into it for life. Uh, yeah, no, but you know, like I got into punk music and like played in punk bands in high school with like friends and stuff and then just kind of kept playing music. And then I was in a band like right after college, I was playing with some friends in LA and then it kind of stopped and just, then I got asked to be in this other band, the sharp medicine. Uh, and I played bass with them for a while. It was really fun. And then I met Callie and started Me. playing with her and Max and it's been a wild ride ever since. <laughs> <laughs> Do you uh, play differently in this band from other bands you're in, or is it sort of like the same sort of bass playing? I it's it's pretty similar to my like kind of how I play bass. I mean, yeah. Anthony's also no one is getting this experience. You got to see us live, Anthony. I, I'm pretty static because like my glasses fall down and I have vertigo and I have motion sickness, so I usually <laughs> don't move around that much. But Anthony literally just like jumps all around the stage bobbing his head around like a muppet yeah. <laughs> jumps uh, off things <laughs> yeah so he makes up for my uh lack of movement i like uh -huh. moving around and jamming yeah and then max is uh the weirdest drummer i've ever seen play i actually didn't <laughs> even look at you for a long time and then once i looked at you i was like what is happening <laughs> with your face <laughs> i don't know i you know a drummer face what can you say yeah, it's oh, cool. is, it, is it just like the intense i i don't even I think don't it's intensity. It's, just, uh, it's, it's it's strange it's just max yeah it's, it's max. rad it just feels good to play drums so i make funny faces because yeah. that also feels good or something I, I, don't know. <laughs> I feel like max and i are pretty similar in that sense when we play live we just kind of just go into like a trance and just yeah, start doing yeah. like callie does her thing and then max and i kind of just have this unique crazy <laughs> vibe to us i don't know um but yeah yeah it's fun i like playing with these guys i like fun <laughs> yeah i mean i yeah i was also i've always well been in bands i guess for half my life now but yeah. i haven't always played drums i mean i started playing guitar in one of my bands in high school i sang and played guitar and then i wa wanted to play drums really bad so i got a cra the crappiest drum set imaginable and i joined a band in high school i basically was in two bands throughout high school one playing drums one playing guitar they were one they were really fun and one was more rock and one was like really weird wacky funky music mm. uh and then in high school yeah in high school yeah we were called sexually transmitted people <laughs> um, if there's any old fans out there you never know it's every once in a while I God, fucking high them. school bands i was gonna say my my high school band name was desperately seeking medical attention oh my god <laughs> you guys <laughs> my school band was just cartwright that's it. Uh, it was, get out of here! It was, I know that's, Nancy Cartwright. No, it was a Seinfeld reference. I, there's. Uh, oh, okay. Well, that's yeah. so close. <laughs> Super close. A Seinfeld name. reference that nobody really got. It's just we did. Uh, yeah. Then after high school, people part ways and stuff. Or that's what that's happened. True. With, Is it interesting that you're playing were... in like a 
weird like funky band in high school because that's not the well, normal route for a lot of the high school bands oh cause. yeah i mean i just like by funky i mean just like weird as hell still <laughs> like, like yeah of, usually like someone's in high school and they're playing i'm frankly boring rock yeah music. i know we, <laughs> we just that's like you're young you don't know yeah we i mean it was headed by one of my friends at the time that was uh just a total uh interesting wacky uh i don't know really out there sort of genius because uh, you're up there Lincoln in wine Stice. country yeah i know there's a lot of weirdos <laughs> up in northern california i guess but we basically <laughs> like not? really liked mr bungle a lot but we weren't good enough musicians to actually rip them <laughs> off so we did like this weird version of like cross genres and all this shit that's so good <laughs> yeah it was it was really fun the music's out there somewhere we, we recorded one album at, at grizzly studios in santa rosa it's very interesting <laughs> but um yeah and then in in college i was i, I went to college for animation and so everyone just assume, assumes that's all you do and then Cowards. i'm like well i also play instruments but i couldn't find anyone to play instruments with or music with and i, I was finally in one band called crib fire <laughs> uh, which is <laughs> it was fun just also kind of weird music but we didn't really play shows and then so it had been the number of years before i was really in a band and i just played drums by myself and that it kind of sucks to, yeah. to put it honestly. I'm just picturing you in a room like with the lights off and a single tear. Yeah, I was just like, well, what do I do? I guess I'll. Just, and then, so finally, when I met the Manx and I met Callie and they both asked me to be in the band, their bands, I was just like, yeah, I want to do everything. I'll be in both <laughs> bands. And uh, the Manx is another, if you guys out there haven't heard it, it's another weird band where we do all kinds of time signature things and kind of genre defying music and crap like that. So this is more of like the you know, Kelly, because he was more like rock, sort of pop rock kind of stuff, I guess. And yeah. The, the Manx is like my outlet for really weird pop out there shit. Um, <laughs> yeah, pop rock, alt rock, alt. Um, but yeah, so that's my musical uh, journey. I make uh, music on my own too. Sometimes where I play all the the instruments and stuff like that and record them. And another Renaissance man. I try. <laughs> you know, so I actually, I did. I in high school, I played drums, but I, I would not say that I would not call myself a drummer. Hmm. Yeah. That's how, yeah. I mean, like, I play guitar. I wouldn't call myself a bass player, but I somehow play bass in a bunch of bands. <laughs> I've been, yeah, but I've been playing like guitar since I was like nine, but it was always like the early years was just me pretending to be Bob Dylan. Oh, yeah. It's like a good amount of time. Hey, look at me. I'm Bob Dylan. Did you do that in front of the mirror? Yep. Nice. That's what I did. How'd you, were you there? Uh, I was in the mirror. <laughs> the man. The candy man. So when you write uh, drum parts for this band, what is what? How are you doing that? Doing it that's different from the Manx? Because I know for the Manx, it's going to be a lot <laughs> more and weird and stuff. Yeah. So I feel like you probably use different parts of your brain. And when you're oh yeah, definitely. I mean, the Manx is more like frantic, hyper punk sort of thinking. <laughs> um, a lot of double bass, like up the intensity and stuff like that most of the time. And, uh, but I love all kinds of, I don't just like crazy music. I love pop music mm -hmm. and, you know, any, uh, just whatever, Jackson 5, Prince, like, all and metal, all kinds of stuff. But so for this music, I think because I, I play guitar also, I think of drums in that way, like musically. I'm not just like, oh, I'll play the beat, do, da, do, do, da, do. You know, it's like, oh, what kind of, what complements this guitar part? And I try to think of drum parts that, that emphasize what's going on instead of just be like the back, uh, the background kind of driving yeah. force. You yeah, know, I feel like, uh, 
I feel like the only reason Max agreed to be in this band is because, like, I'm not an amazing guitarist, like, by any means. I'm not a lead guitarist, but I definitely, I'm very into rhythm, like, different rhythms and kind of weird things like that, I guess, intensity. Mm-hmm. That that comes across, because I want to say that all of the songs that I've heard so far from this band are super catchy, oh, okay. and, if, and it seems like rhythm is, like, really important to like all of that and how and important to this oh, band yeah, and like and then like you there's like these, these chorus parts that are like oh it sounds like a pop song but then i'll get into the instrumental noisy parts of a song <laughs> and like oh there's like some weird stuff stuff going on too but it has this thorough line of like fun yeah i like that description <laughs> it's gonna fun we're a fun band. <laughs> yeah no it's true because like i i i feel like that and that's why max's drum sounds so cool in this band particular compared to maybe i don't know what a normal rock band would be but when like <laughs> because like uh i mean he he like he'll cling on to like i'll do a, a, a like i'll do a little flourish just rhythm wise and he'll cling on to that mm-hmm. as opposed to just the basic kind of like what he was saying like do do that yeah, yeah. <laughs> I try to make it. I try to make it interesting, but not like overly complex for yeah. this band. Basically, like, oh, what's interesting but still simple or something? Yeah, which I, is I that's always a hard blend. The main of. note for yourself is like, okay, make it cool but simplify. Yeah, it's like it it's kind of like Devo. Like Devo. Like we yeah. we did a Devo cover band a little while back ago, and they're surprisingly complicated drum wise. Mm. Mm. Yeah, but you it's simple but you complex. Wouldn't guess that from listening to it. Until you like break it down and you're like, oh, yeah. this is weird. <laughs> There's more going on here. More than meets the eye. <laughs> I also wanted to ask, I guess, sort of generally for whoever this applies to, because now I'm learning that you also are in animation. But oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm wondering, like, how you're, cr- like, when you make things for this band, how is that output different for you than from your visual art? Um, like how is, how is music and like drawing, like work in your brain together and how are like the different types of things you, that you make different? Yeah. I'll preface it with this. So like when (laughs) I was looking at your Instagram, like all of everything you do is like very appealing shapes and like colors and I don't know, it's just everything like looks well designed. Thank you. So I'm wondering (laughs) how, cause it's, I feel like in your, your music is similar in that like everything sort of like feels fun even if there might be something <laughs> oh, sad dark. going on in dark. it but there's always this veneer of like yeah smiling yeah <laughs> no, i think i mean i would if i had to that's an interesting question because i don't think anyone's ever asked me that, like the <laughs> relationship between the two it's something i'm always thinking about with people who draw. <laughs> uh yeah no like if if i had to really break it down and analyze it right now like i would say what drives my songwriting and my drawing is the the similar aspect is like the emotion behind it. Mm-hmm. So I'm very I'm very emotional. <laughs> I'm emo. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, no. So like 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 drawings will be driven by a sort of feeling of like pain or happiness or excitement or depression or something. And then I guess same with the songs. <laughs> but I always I the songwriting I always try to approach. Cause my, yeah, like my, my songwriting idols are like David Byrne and, uh, Bob Dylan and Bjork. So mm-hmm. I always try to take it from the stance of like trying to be a pop song, but not, not being simplistic and leaving it open to interpretation. Cause like, I, I think like what we were going through, cause we were, 
we were just breaking down all the songs and what they meant because the producer asked and I'd never really thought about it. And when I like thought about what most of them were about, it was all like existentialism, <laughs> which I was like, well, that's never what I intended to do. But I guess <laughs> the feeling of whatever feeling I had when I wrote it, that's where it went. And then I would say drawings are likewise to that. They're mm. like driven by like a sharp pain or a sharp joy. Uh, yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, and then everything seems to be filtered by like your preference for bright and <laughs> shiny. It's all pretty, even yeah. if it's yeah, dark. Pretty, <laughs> like even darkness can be beautiful. Yeah, <laughs> beautiful. So gothic. Do you feel the same way with the things you make? I feel exactly the same. Way. <laughs> no, I was joking. I, uh, I mean, we do things. Uh, Differently, but yeah, I also seen similarly in ways. Max is like an amazing stop motion animator. Great animator. Oh, he did a, the album cover of the second album, Contrary to Popular Belief. I was gonna, I was gonna ask you after the podcast. Who no, did that? no yeah. Photoshop except for the logo that I created. Yeah, everything else was like he did it with it's a like camera. a little model, yeah, like, like, like an this outer looks like space a model. thing. Yeah, it is. It's the front and back. It's cool. like a little model it's got, like, outer space and pasta, purples and ginger stuff. Roots and all stuff. there's all kinds of weird stuff in there. But yeah, I mean, for me, it's like, I mean, Callie writes all the songs, and then I just try to, you know, improve them with drum beats. No, like I try to emphasize, you know, I try to emphasize <laughs> nah, certain parts you. with certain kinds of drum beats and stuff. But I mean, doing animation and drumming, there are similarities because animation is all about timing and it's very mm-hmm. rhythmic and stuff. So there's definitely a relation between the two. Like my drumming influences my animation and probably <laughs> my animation influences my drumming, like in terms of timing and, and dynamics and stuff like that. Um, it's definitely a crossover, but I, I don't really consciously like apply that yeah. to one or the other. It's in, it's in the background of your brain. Though, yeah, it's sure. definitely happening. Sometimes when I'm thinking about how to animate, I realize, oh, I'm doing this because I think about timing all the time, <laughs> <laughs> drumming and stuff like that. Um yeah, but in terms of like the visual stuff, like just drawings, I'm not I'm not sure how it relates. But yeah, <laughs> cool. so maybe someone else would analyze that. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> well, learning that you're a stop motion animator actually is like explains all of the manks to me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, there you go. Stop. Stop. Stop motion animation is everyone who does it is a silly person in some yeah, respects. You can see that. <laughs> I mean that with so much kindness in my heart, also because it's so hard to do. And yeah, I think yeah. Max is, I would, I mean, make him make his head even bigger than it already physically is. Uh, it, he's definitely one of the premier like stop motion animators out there, like because he's one of the only ones I know that like produces his own stuff in his own time, and mm-hmm. it's pretty crazy. But he also like well, worked on SpongeBob. That's very kind of you. Christmas special or whatever. I don't know. All kinds of stuff. Yeah, all sorts yeah. of things. The Uncle list Grandpa. is endless, really. <laughs> what can I say? <laughs> <laughs> it's all kind of a set. I take it back. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, and, and Anthony is not an artist, but he's in a creative field. He's a sound guy. I'm a different kind of artist. Yeah. I do, uh, when we're not playing music, I do like sound effects editing and stuff for movies and TV shows that also stuff. requires a lot of no like, no no it's a very it is creative in its own attention right. to detail yeah <laughs> and yeah. it can definitely be stressful when you're like trying to make a scene sound really cool and you're like oh I want to do all sorts of cool sounds and it's definitely very creative in its own right I just did a horror movie based on a Stephen King short that's coming out on Netflix 1922 and that was like 
there's a bunch of like killer rats in the movie and so you're like oh i gotta make these rats sound like cool and gnarly and so yeah, those are some weird sounds yeah <laughs> you, know, you and you can you know some movies you get a set amount of time you're like oh we only have a month to make this movie yeah. or get the sound and you're like oh i want i want two months i need more time to make <laughs> these sound like cool but yeah i have a question for you then if okay. if you're working with like smaller like micro sound bites uh-huh. do you think about like full songs differently because of that. I'm only asking this because I recently read an interview with the guy who made the Microsoft turning on sound. Uh-huh. <laughs> and he talked about how he like for like a month he was just like working on like 1.34 second sounds. Right. And it, so when he was starting to make music again, he's like, I have an eternity. Nothing matters. <laughs> and I'm like, <laughs> Yeah, it's definitely you can spend a ton of time on just one little sound. Mm-hmm. Like I've done that. And you do kind of I mean, I got into the field through music. I used to play, you know, or I played music my whole life and then got into, went to film school and then learned about like sound for film. And like, I didn't realize it, but you do kind of apply musicalness to like certain sounds. Like you can do tonal stuff, like do certain frequencies, like certain notes. Like mm-hmm. sometimes I'll bring it, you know, you bring in a synthesizer and have like low tonal stuff to make stuff sound really cool. Um, you know, it's kind of like, you use different frequencies and like, so it's like, Oh, I want this part to be like really low and sound like really heavy or this sound effect to sound like really high and shrill. It's kind of like music in a sense. Yeah. You kind of like are doing dynamic stuff with sound the you way a different feeling. Yeah. The way you do yeah. different dynamic stuff in songs. So hmm. yeah, it's cool. cool. It is. Yeah. Can you guys play another thing, please? Yeah. 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 Cause you said, please. <laughs> I always got to say, please. I love it. What I song? So silly. Yeah. Well. <laughs> yeah. That's a cool sound. <laughs> what song? What song are we doing? It's called Love Insurance. Love Insurance. Here we go.
Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Get that insurance. <laughs> so I actually prepped a bunch of questions about Contrary to Popular Belief because that's the album that's on your band camp. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But. <laughs> that's fine. I don't want to like talk about that if you're tired of that album. No, no, I'm not. I'm, I'm not tired of anything. When we when <laughs> we play uh, full live shows, we still play songs from that album and stuff. <laughs> yeah, we're just like in prep mode for this album. So. Okay, cool. <laughs> then I will ask. So when I was listening to that album, yeah, it felt like all of those songs in some way or another are kind of like about feeling one thing or like having like feeling things and then like the people in your life don't really know that about you and so oh, like yeah. this imposter syndrome of like they don't really see like all the parts of you that you're experiencing yeah no that's probably still in these songs too <laughs> yeah you said that like the next album is like about existentialism or whatever and i'm like that's a similar concept yeah no i mean like i would even say there's a bit of that in those songs like i i, I think my song writing style is hasn't really changed that much in the sense like probably since i was like 10 mm. <laughs> i've had that same existentialist feeling <laughs> uh yeah no like uh that album was right after i went through a breakup so there's like a lot of that in there like especially like the the main the first single not a problem is like me feeling bad that i'm just being annoying all the time mm. <laughs> or at least i remember that was a feeling that I had at least when I wrote that. Yeah. It was this annoying It's people. that fear that you're doing that. Yeah. <laughs> Whether that's true or not. Uh, yeah, no. Yeah. <laughs> I, I guess part of that, what I'm asking is since all of those songs seem to like hit that theme, yeah. how do you approach things differently from song to song? Yeah, no. Uh, when I sit down to write a song, I usually already, like, I, especially now with iPhones, I always keep, like, different notes open in my notes program where I just write down, like, a line. And I'll even, like, forget that I wrote down lines. I'll, like, go through my notes and I'll find one that I wrote back when I was, like, on the bus in 2013. I'll, I'll just, like, write something. Like, I wrote a song recently, which might not this is a good example just because I could talk about it and I don't think it'll be on the album, but it was called Public Storage. And I think because I was on the train and there was a giant public storage building, I was like, I like that concept to inspire a song. So I just write that. Like, I put that and then song? Question mark? <laughs> <laughs> uh, but like, uh, I mean, that I, I feel like that's my attempt to kind of like, I like the idea of of working in the the banal of mm -hmm. the things that are normal and the things that we call normal or what we think are normal and working that into your feelings. Um, but uh, yeah, no, I'm trying to think of a specific song on contrary to popular belief. Uh, like, yeah, no, like the other single we had was Hey Look, which I, I got that name off of. I was sitting at my desk and I was looking at uh, Harvey Kurtzman's Hey Look book. <laughs> <laughs> he's a is like a, a really good comic from the 50s but uh from mad magazine but uh, yeah no i i remember the feeling of that was just being like uh it was just like intense frustration um yeah no i i feel like each song like comes from a certain there's something that sp spurs it mm -hmm. to happen but 
it all I always try to incorporate different things that I see into that to, to try to express things without saying them ex- exactly. Yeah. So because it, yeah, I know because even saying things exactly doesn't necessarily explain how you're feeling. Yeah. It's, so is it usually mm. like this sort of like juxtaposition of a feeling with like some sort of like real physical like thing yeah or like an idea to like try to like um wrap your mind around something um yeah like uh yeah no the first song we played actually i wrote for that album contrary Mm -hmm. to popular belief this first song we played was deathless so like and i just always like i what happened was i i had different chords for it and then i came up with new chords and i was like all right i'm gonna revive this song from the dead (laughs) so that's like the oldest song that's gonna be on the new album but uh it was from that same time period or same string Mm -hmm. of songs it was like the last one in that lyric book that i wrote uh but yeah that one probably ties into that the same um world of that album um which that one actually is more of an optimistic song, I, even though it doesn't sound like it's optimistic. Deathless. Uh, it, it it was like it's like uh, the idea of taking comfort in the fact that even death will continue on. There's like because, you know, coming to <laughs> co- facing the fact that you're going to die someday, but death will never die. <laughs> some things are deathless. some things don't change. <laughs> But uh, yeah, no, that definitely, that probably fits more with the other album. But I think it fits fine enough with this album, too. It's definitely, it's definitely not like a depressed song. I think it's like also like, I think there was like some hopeful optimism. Yeah, it sounds like there. you're you're just saying it in a way like there's some some solace to take in that idea. Yeah, I think that's the, the other thing is like a balance. But yeah, no, I don't know. There's also, there's, there's nothing wrong with just writing pure pain. Mm. <laughs> do you, then do you write songs like, in that moment when you're feeling the feeling or is it like more separate where like it'll be like after something has resolved and you're looking back at it so yeah no i i do both i definitely so i make notes that of things that i like to put in songs and sometimes i rearrange them so sometimes i even write a whole song and then i'll literally take the chorus out and put it into a different song like uh i think um what was it uh not a problem i think started in a song with hey look and then they split into two songs uh what motivates a choice like that was it just like you're like this would sound better on its own because like i like because like when i i'll usually when i do sit down to write i usually have my guitar and i'll like try to like i'll i'll play like a riff that i like because i'll i'll just have a backlog of riffs and then i'll see what lyrics fit time wise and also if they feel right with the feeling so that's how songs will get extracted like oh this Mm. chorus doesn't fit with this because it's the words sound so good with this riff (laughs) that it doesn't fit in this song anymore because this song is going in a different direction so i'll like frankenstein them yeah no if anyone ever looks at my lyric book it's like a nightmare it's like it's, it doesn't make any sense everything's always out of order like the verses will be at the very bottom the chorus will be at the top mm-hmm. it's, it's all wrong <laughs> i don't know and then yeah. at what point do these songs meet you two where where when does that happen when when do, when are they introduced to i the just group? like dump them on and i run away <laughs> yeah basically every week callie's like i just posted five new songs we have like a shared dropbox uh-huh. and callie will post a song and it's like, I'll listen to them. I'll go, oh, this one could be cool or this one could be cool. And then kind of get a practice. Cut the fat. How much of a song will you have already before you I'll, give it to I'll give them the whole song. But sometimes I'll give them a whole song and they'll be like, ah. Yeah, sometimes really you end up restructuring it or it's yeah, like, oh, we'll let's do up, this part for longer, that part for shorter, or, you know. Yeah, we kind of come in and do stuff like that. Sometimes there's songs where it's like, oh, no, that works the way it is. But 
Yeah. Basically, I bring a beautiful turd and they polish it. <laughs> and then Callie goes, no, don't do that to my baby. Then I, I just pour a bunch of glitter all over it. It's better now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, like, uh, uh, yeah, no, lately, I think I, I just had a curiosity. I do write songs a lot and a lot of them, you know, never see the light of day because mm-hmm. of that. But uh, that's why I play solo a lot, just to, like, test them out yeah. you know see how people react uh but uh yeah no i think i have upwards of now now it's more because the last time i did this was like a few weeks ago i think it's going it's getting it's like in the three hour and 45 minutes to going on four hours of new content that's <laughs> too so much. much too much content. that's a lot of songs just too much <laughs> which we're gonna just be like i mean, probably we, doing... i think we have like 20 demoed Right? 20 demoed, but that was before before I wrote 20 new songs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of songs. Oh, yeah, no, like, so I think it's just going to be like, you know, 40 minutes for this upcoming album, is my guess. 30 That's to a good 40 target. Minutes. Yeah, no, we're going to trim it on. We might do some B sides. I even have a song I fully produced at when we did, uh, Max and I did, contrary to popular belief. We added on Extra Day because I, uh, so on my first album, I do a cover of a Matt Berry song, who's mm-hmm. this is an obscure musician who's like more known for being a comedian in in England. Yeah, he's but an I'm, IT crowd. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I'm a huge fan of his music. Like I love his music, like genuinely. And I did a cover of his song on this first album, and then I started becoming friends with him online. And and I got permission from him to do another one of his songs they had just released. So I was like, hey, let's just do this. And uh, I got my friend, uh, former member of Poly6, the Japanese like Devo-esque band, to play uh, synth and sing on it, uh, Kayo. And it's as of yet rele- unreleased, but we're <laughs> going to release it at some point. It definitely doesn't fit with anything else because it's like half acoustic instruments. Like it's got like two... Or I guess half of the Minx playing on it. It's got Mike Chillian playing accordion and Zach Zebko playing mandolin and uh, and then your friend Chris Votek playing cello on it. But like it doesn't really fit with anything else. It's like acoustic and synth. Yeah. And um, you're just waiting for something else to work with. Yeah, it. yeah. I, I think we might just like put it on a tape cassette or pair it with something else that is weird. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Too much music. Too much music. But that's a good thing. <laughs> yeah, that's the better problem to have. Oh, yeah, no. And I, yeah, no, I'll probably, I'll probably write another song this week. You were saying that uh, Deathless was part of like the group of songs that were for the previous album. Mm-hmm. What do you think makes like, the newer songs different from the older songs? I think now playing with a full band, I think it definitely, they sound more like band songs to me, at least. I don't know what you guys think. Like, yeah. cause like it's 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 less of an afterthought now whereas now they're actually written for that where some of those weren't written for that necessarily because some of them i wrote before i met max and before i thought like oh let's i want to add a drummer you know so this this is yeah like i think even max said that earlier this is the first album that we'll be doing as a band so it'll definitely have that sound i think to whatever sound that we've been developing we went on tour last year. That helps. Like a lot of these songs we toured with, or no, not not a lot of these songs. The next song we toured with last year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that always helps playing them live, because then you like you kind of see like, oh, I like I like when we did that, or I didn't like when we did that. <laughs> uh, do you do you feel that they're different, Anthony? Uh, I definitely do. Like, I mean, I listened to the first two albums before joining the band, and there's definitely. 
a different feel for the on those songs mm-hmm. versus like the new songs that we have going for us. Probably more rocking. Definitely a lot more rocking. rocking. I mean, it definitely. I know. I mean, Max and I have a lot of the kind of similar influences, and I think. Oh yeah. Um, that inc- we've like incorporated that somehow with Callie, and yeah. she's goes. So now it's yeah, it's like a rocking three piece. <laughs> have you have either of you wanted to like bring forward a song? To the band, I think before? I tried once or something, and Kylie was like, "No." Well, you did. <laughs> so, I think I tried playing a riff or something, and you were just like, "Ah," and I was like, "No, whatever." I'm really so I'm not like a technical guitar player, uh-huh. so I can't like. It's really hard for me to make something up on the spot. <laughs> I have to like think about it on my own. There's a lot of times time. where Max and I will kind of like jam at practice, and I'm always oh, like, yeah, "Oh, yeah, we yeah. should put that in the song," <laughs> but I don't know. I feel like Max probably like does more creative stuff with the Manx, is my guess. Yeah, I, I don't know. I haven't really thought of doing that. I guess because Callie just always has songs, so I'm like, eh. Because I got too many. Um, but it, could, <laughs> it could be interesting. I just, I hadn't really thought of it. Yeah, I guess I'm wondering, like, if maybe not just because you have other outlets, so you feel like you don't need to and you're comfortable. I, I mean, Callie, I feel like I don't even know how I would go about writing a Callie Kazoo song. Like, <laughs> I, you know what I mean? Like, Callie, Yeah, no, yeah. Callie, <laughs> does, like, has a really good voice and comes up with really cool melodies. I don't think if I were to, like, come in with a song that I wrote, like, I don't know if it would necessarily, like, feel the vibe. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, no. Uh, yeah, no, I'm not trying to, like, be, like, I, I just, I just really like writing songs. Yeah, sounds, I don't know. It sounds like you. Yeah, I definitely didn't mean that in like a. Oh yeah, yeah she's stopping no, you. No, 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 no. She's not no, it, it probably <laughs> would be cool. I just like, yeah, I hadn't even considered. It. I'm just yeah, like, no, oh, maybe, I'll just make like, up drum parts. That's so fun. Maybe it sounds like just, you're busy all the time, just with like oh, what yeah, you're I given. Know. Yeah, but, yeah. I, I don't know. Yeah, I, I could just, uh, I could just send you guys like a whole PDF of lyrics that I haven't put music to yet. I think <laughs> that would be interesting if we did. Uh, you know, it'd be interesting to see what would happen if we. That would be an experiment. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. Cool. We'd have a lot of, I feel like, metal riffs. I'd be like, yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> I won't be able to keep up in my own band. <laughs> uh, a challenge. Yeah, yeah a challenge yeah. to you. Can you guys play another song, please? Yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah. We shall. <laughs> Tune in what are we playing? Beware. Beware of Okay. <laughs> Here we go. Team. 
For all of you, what is your favorite song to play in this band? <gasps> and why? Wait, you guys go first. I'm curious. <laughs> oh, man. I mean, I always really enjoy Not A Problem playing that live. It's really fun. There's like a lot of fun parts for like Max and I to sing in that one. And it's like upbeat. <laughs> it's probably kinda... our poppiest song. Yeah, it's definitely the poppiest <laughs> song. That one's really fun. I really like playing that. I mean, we're bored when we just played. It's always really fun. We have a new song called The Executive that I really like playing too. <laughs> we haven't played it in a while, but... Or... Yeah. We haven't played that one live. We played it on tour. No, we played it on tour. Oh, yeah, yeah, That one, I really enjoyed playing that. Oh, and Creature. Oh, geez. Actually, no, take it back. Take it. Cut all those. It's Creature. When we play Creature live, that's like my favorite one. Why? Yeah. That, the energy in that song, it's a... Oh, yeah. So that's on Contrary to Popular yeah. Belief. But like I, si- I think since doing it live and then doing it with Anthony, it's kind of turned into a heavy song compared mm. to what it is on the album. I mean, it's kind of heavy on the album, but... Yeah, yeah. I, I would say it still is. I mean, it, that's one of my favorite to play because it's like dark and and really heavy <laughs> sounding. Uh, and that there's a giant drum solo. <laughs> yeah, well, there's like a yeah, there's like a weird drum breakdown thing where I can go a little crazy. But that one's always really fun. But also, I like uh, Love Insurance is fun one to play that we played earlier because it's like this sort of subtlety, and I kind of like the weird drum part I came up with for that. Um. Yeah, a couple of the ones we're playing today are some of my new favorites to play. Of course, <laughs> yeah. yay! But I, you know, I new I favorites. love like heavy music and stuff. So whenever <laughs> I get to do stuff like that in this band, is pretty fun. And Creature definitely is a song that leans on that side of things. Yeah. <laughs> yeah no, like the first song we play is probably my attempt at being heavy. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I do like playing Deathless a lot. Also, the the ending and stuff yeah, like the that builds but... up. It's fine. So, what are my yeah. favorite songs to play? Oh shit. <laughs> uh okay so if i had to pick one from contrary to popular belief uh i do really like playing not a problem as well it's just like kind of fun um this is a good time apparently yeah yeah, yeah. it's it's definitely like it's it's you know it's simple but like special yeah. <laughs> i don't know special to me uh yeah no and then from the new songs like i i really like playing this next song we're gonna play mm. Uh, and that's called Human Pile, and uh, I really like, I really like this one that's going to be on the upcoming album called Take a Dive. That's like a lot. Of, so like a lot of my chords are like I I use the capo, and so I like move the things around. But I use a lot of the same kind of bass chords that are like these weird jazzy chords I learned from like video game songs growing up, <laughs> and uh, 
And uh, I always like using those because, like, I don't know why. Maybe it's, like, nostalgia. Maybe that's why it sometimes sounds like an anime intro or something. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's what, that's, that, there it is. There you go. Yeah, I know. Like, I like anything where, uh, and there's a, a few of these songs where, like, there's, like, a big bill toward the end. Because I like getting all emotional and crazy at the end on mm-hmm. guitar and vocals. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Good to know. I don't always ask that, but. When I do, it's always like a, and it's nice because yeah. you just get excited. <laughs> cool. And then what's the best slash weirdest thing that has ever happened at a show you've played at? Oh my God. I, I, I wonder if you exactly went to the same show I was thinking of from the tour last year. Uh, the Stockton show? Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> do you want to like... Well, we, we did a tour last uh, summer. We just toured up and down the coast of California. With uh, Tiny Stills. With Tiny Stills, really cool good band. friend. Mm-hmm. Um, she's got a new album coming out. Check it out. Uh, <laughs> um, and we played this like, whoa, it was like a coffee shop in Stockton. P- pizza. Or it's like a pizza, pizza coffee, coffee shop. Place. Coffee pizza. Actually, very good pizza. Oh, it, was, was really it, was, good. it was mind-blowing because if it's you looked at scratch. it and everything that happened leading up to that, I was not expecting the pizza to be the best pizza I ever ate. Yeah, if anyone's <laughs> been to Stockton, I mean, no offense to anyone that lives there, but I don't know what to say about it, but it's so it's a weird it's a weird place and well, I think it's it's been from the or the recession and all that that happened. Yeah. It's still oh, like yeah, heavily affected and it's just very uh it's, a it's an odd zone and yeah. there's there's a lot of problems there i think I, yeah it's so, very apparent just by walking around yeah once you get into stockton you're like oh, okay At least uh, in the i area think it we was the in. first city to go bankrupt like before detroit oh, went bankrupt like stockton yeah was, i think um, and it's still suffering so yeah it's it unfortunate is. and yeah it is unfortunate and so we got there and there's a lot of you know we People got there early hanging to, around to load in and nobody was there and we were just kind of like oh we just kind of started loading in it was open though it was open <laughs> doors were open so we just started loading it in like, all right and all these like strange people just were walking in and out and we had no idea we we're like oh do you work here do you work here well, there was some lady who had a baby carriage no that's what I, that was the oh, strange yeah. part that i was gonna bring up is then this woman walked in with a baby carriage and she's just like can i use the bathroom and we we're just like uh it's not our place sure and but she we, had that empty yeah, baby yeah, yeah. carriage and empty. i was just like What's yeah, going on? And, oh, and she, she, she there's no baby. Yeah, no yeah, baby she she shot baby. up in the bathroom. Yeah, yeah like, I'm sure that's where she because she came out. She, she had like a rubber yeah. a rubber thing on her arm, like oh, on her wrist, yeah. and like she came out like slapping her arms. So up. we're like, like Whoa. this is gonna be great. Like, this is gonna be a fun show. <laughs> it was it, also one of our only teenager shows, like all ages. It, I mean, it was. It turned out to be a great show. No, it just yeah, was definitely like getting there. I just remember that woman coming in with a baby. Yeah, like like all right, here we go. Oh, and then then the owner did finally come, and he was the funniest owner of all time yeah he was like nice but like kind of like and then yelling and yelling, yelling at teenagers and like yelling at all these kids but like but he was nice it was weird i don't know yeah and then, and then yeah and then he was the one making the pizza by himself and <laughs> and he learned i guess from some fancy restaurant in melrose or on melrose or in, La- in I, los angeles yeah, yeah. yeah i forget who but he was he telling like us the whole story and like damn it was some of the it was really really yeah. good pizza. Yeah. who is this mythic character from like uh, what, was, what was the place called? i don't remember i wish we called. knew the name oh my god it's a great i mean it's probably like one of the coolest places in stockton like yeah, yeah, I, would, I would hang out there and eat that pizza every day yeah. so like the hookup we had was so adam from the manx the basis he's from long beach and uh his friend like i guess lived in stockton and he knew that guy because that guy also used to live down in la i, I guess had a, a venue here maybe in long beach and then he went up to stockton and then he was like oh, i might go back down yeah 
Stockton sucks. That, but that was, <laughs> that was definitely like an interesting. It was, and then no it offense to, be, to Stockton. And he had a really cute, like huge kind of, I think pit bull sort of dog there, or it was like a really, I don't know, it was a big dog. And then at the after the show, people were packing up. He was like telling off all these teenagers about politics. And oh, because because there was some teenager who's like, I'm going to vote for Trump, and he's like, God damn it! He's like, You don't even know what you're talking about. You know what I what I've lived through and what the history has been. But like, yeah, it was yeah. all kind of been good fun. They were just like, they were kind of like, they were sort of learning from him, and he was going off and sort of talking down to them, but in a playful way. It was it was very funny, like interesting night. Man, that was yeah. really good pizza. Oh, yeah, I kind of yeah. want some now. That's like actually. one of the more memorable shows that I definitely remember. Yeah, no. And then yeah. we played that show in San Jose that was like really fun. Oh, like, that was the best. We played with like the town's favorite teenage band, and so all wait, the friends. Wait, do you remember what they were called? <laughs> wait, wait, I can, I think I can. Wait, wait. They were just about to go on tour. Yeah, I just got like a very, message like, about it. Pop punk. Oh my god, we're terrible people. And well, it was a year ago, and I don't oh, have the flyer on me. Uh, but, they, but like shit. that show was like it was a all blast. Like it was like in the back of a comic book, or it was like a tiki the d- art boutique. Yeah, art boutique. Art yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah okay. what a it's cool like, shop. Say, there's very few places to play in San Jose, so I probably know where you played. Yeah, yeah no, I I loved that venue, especially because like I, I I realized I'm like, man, we play too many bars. We got to play more all ages because well, like fun. teenagers yeah. love it. the kids went. Yeah, the kids like had a good time, and it was like, oh, it's nice to like play for people who are like. Because they don't know anything about music. Or they just, they're excited. <laughs> well, like they're they're passionate. Yeah, they're less yeah, res- yeah, they have less reservations. Like, yeah, all yeah. ages shows are usually the funnest shows yeah. to play. Because people aren't, like, afraid of not looking drunk? silly or yeah, something. Or, yeah, they're just there to have, you're like, oh, I want to see this Sober. band. This is going to be yeah, fun. It's like, yeah. So that was like, I'd say that was my favorite show on that tour. It was just a blast. Yeah, that one was great. I like the Long Beach one, too. We played at the... What is that it? The Prospector. <laughs> you played at the Prospector? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's funny. Yeah. I played there. I've actually, I played there with a Manx way back when. Because I, back before Max was in the band, it was more folky. I would sometimes play with them because like one of their members left and then I was like, well, I guess I'll fill in. I want to eat a steak there next time. You should. I think I got there way before everybody <laughs> was just like eating bar food. And I was like, this is good. It's uh, a restaurant. Yeah, 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 yeah. that's right. I was eating at the bar, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I only ever go there when it's only a bar, but it's a restaurant <laughs> uh, during yeah. the day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just a silly place. <laughs> Prospector's a silly place. I liked it. I like the vibe. I like vibes. <laughs> good vibes. I like cool vibes. I like any kind of vibes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like food. like vibes. Uh, I forget what the question was. Uh, best and weirdest thing at a show, but you did both oh, yeah. of those. Yeah, yeah. we're Sweet. good. Yay! Where can people find your music on the internet? Kazoo.com. K A L I K A Z O O dot com, which redirects you to Bandcamp. It's go. great. <laughs> yeah. It's because people don't like long addresses. I realized, so I had it. Yeah. <laughs> and you can order uh records and stuff from there right yeah we have uh the first and second album are on vinyl and you can also download them but if you get the vinyl it also comes with a download code which a lot of people don't realize that i'll have people that buy the album and then they buy it digitally and i'm like well i guess it's too late to say because <laughs> they downloaded it and it's done uh yeah no we got like some merch up there like shirts and enamel pins and uh other stuff but like we're also going to be doing our kickstarter so we're going to have some new stuff available for that and then like you know 
unloading the other what's, stuff. What's the with search a deal. term for the Kickstarter so people can find? I guess that. just I would just do Cali Kazoo Kickstarter, and maybe the old one might appear because I did a Kickstarter for my first album just to get the vinyl done. But uh, it should it should probably appear Cali Kazoo Kickstarter. Cali Kazoo Kickstarter is that three Ks? Oh no! This is not well. Kickstarter kicks K S. You got to use Indiegogo now. <laughs> oh god uh yeah no we're for this album we just we're mostly wanting to focus on just making a really professional sounding album so a stretch goal will be to fund the vinyl but that's not something we're yeah aiming for because it's like eh. dumb. it's expensive <laughs> it's heavy dumb. i like vinyl but nobody no vinyl is great it. but nope. it's yeah takes forever yeah oh yeah it'll take a year to press it yeah it's a, then it's you a it's expensive tons of them and they just sit around your house in boxes. <laughs> yeah. waiting but they look to, good. They yeah, look good. They look oh, yeah. Cool. No, everyone always gets it. It's are super happy. They take a video of it. They're like, this is the best. I'm so happy. And I'm like, I'm glad. I mean, you know, I, <laughs> I would encourage people to buy the, the records because the artwork is all big on there. It looks yeah. cool. And the records yeah. are colorful. The and first like, album is a gatefold. And it's all like uh, gold embossed. You know, like it's it's not kidding around. It's quite fancy. And then the second one's got all Max's art all around it. Uh, third one... Who known? knows? Who knows? I guess we gotta maybe make a mock-up soon. <laughs> oh yeah, we gotta cross that bridge. Uh-oh. Uh, we'll, we'll just be like a temporary like temp art. Uh, yeah, I'll do no. the temp art. Oh god. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just like a handprint. Yeah. Turn into a, a turkey. turkey. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh god. Uh, yeah. No. Um. So yeah, like we got stuff available. We'd love for you to have it. Show it Just off take to it. your friends. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, no, like, uh, uh, yeah, no, we'll have some fun stuff up for the Kickstarter too. That's like, and then we'll probably whatever's left over, we'll sell it next time we go on tour. Sell it all. Probably going to tour in the spring, early spring. Is my Where guess. are you going to tour to? Figuring that out. <laughs> do you have a, probably do you have a part of the country in mind is what i'm asking uh maybe like what we'll we, we've never gone to like washington or oregon and maybe some of those uh, idaho the west side <laughs> west half maybe like yeah like i think like last time we just did california last mm-hmm. summer so now the whole outside coast. of california yeah we'll do the whole coast yeah, yeah like new mexico i don't know nevada some other states we'll let you know <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah we'll figure it out yeah cool but yeah, you know, you can follow us if you go to our website, and then you can follow us on that app. You know, bands in town. You guys and all have a that. Twitter. Uh, Do you I have a band Twitter. No, we don't have a band Twitter. You, you can basically Twitter. see all the bands stuff on my Twitter, which is also the same name. I know that's confusing. Good. Uh, Cali Kazoo is on Twitter, Instagram, and then Facebook. We have a band Facebook. But uh, yeah, the Instagram and Twitter are mine. But I, I just you know, I use I I use those hashtags. <laughs> you know? I I just like to subject my followers who like my art to my music, which you know I don't They'd know. They probably like it. There's crossover. Yeah, no, there's definitely crossover. I mean, that's the only reason I feel like I can even do a Kickstarter is because at least I got some people out there that look at my stuff. <laughs> I love you guys. You guys are the best. <laughs> are you eating a pizza? Or are you kissing? Uh, I was eating a pizza. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Nom 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 nom. <laughs> Can you That's how I guess. Nom 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 nom. Nom noms. <laughs> Can you guys close us out with one more song, please? Yeah. Yes. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, and thank you. Is this the end of the talking? 
Well, thank you for having us. Yeah, this has <laughs> been fun. Yeah. And these will all be on our next album. Yeah. Okay. Invisible tail dragging you down Can't make a face that isn't a frown Queen, I'm bound to fading town I'm too broke to afford a crown Like too hard a weight in a cage Driving around in a limo van Think like a woman That one definitely has those chuggers.
Yeah. <laughs> you feel good? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was fun. Okay. Great. Yeah. Great. Thank you for having us. Thank you. Yeah. Good band. Thank you for listening to The Living Room. This week, our guest was Callie Kazoo, and you can find them online at CallieKazoo.com. The Living Room was created by Lucas Cathy and Karina Taylor, recorded by Matt Sturgis and Jeremy Scott at the Palisades, and produced by Hannah Mraz. You can listen to us on SoundCloud, iTunes, or whatever podcast app you prefer. And if you have questions or would like to chat with us, as they do, uh, email thelivingroompodcast at gmail.com or hit us up on Twitter or Instagram. Special thanks goes to Chris Taniguchi for helping us on social media, the residents of the Palisades for dealing with our noise, and of course, thank you for listening. Thank you.